to some scary movie. You like scary movies? Uh-huh. What's your favorite scary movie? Uh, I don't know. You have to have a favorite. What comes to mind? Um, Halloween. You know, the one with the guy in the white mask who walks around and stalks babysitters. I'm Shah. I'm Ali. And we are Creeping It in the Family, episode eight. Sidespin third. The third. Sidespin three. Yeah. Sidespin the third. So today I'm hosting the episode and I'm going to be, well, we're just going to be having a, a chat um, about all things paranormal, really. You should um, see us now. We're so chilled out. We're, the sound might be a little bit different because I'm dog sitting for my dad uh, while he's away. So I've got Luna. So if you hear any panting or scratching in the background, then you know it's that. But we're both just chilled out on recliners. We're not even sitting up and talking no, to one another. There shouldn't be any panting because this is the second time we've had to record it. And, because uh, Luna wanted to feature. Luna was sat in the middle and you could hear her panting. Thanks, Yara. But she's now gone and settled in the corner we're like not a gonna, good girl. We're not going to mention her name though because she might come over and think she's wanted. Who? The L word. I've just said her name, haven't I? Have you? I don't know. I don't know. Who's but editing this? Me? We, no, did, you edited the last one. Yeah, but one. did we say you edit your own... Oh, yeah, okay. Your yeah, own spin-off thing. So, yeah, I'll edit this one. So, we'll find out anyway. But either way, this <clears> hopefully, this will go smoothly this time. Fingers crossed. So, yeah, like I said, there's no true crime, no urban legends. I just thought we'd have a, a chit-chat about... If we are a horror podcast... Shoot, shoot the shit. You mean shoot have the you shit? Have you heard that saying? No. What did you say? Ch- you chit-chat. said chit-chat. What's wrong with chit chat? I don't no- know. That's but a normal never, saying. Have you never heard of shooting the shit? I love that saying. I've never heard of it. Explain. Shooting the shit. It's it's just a saying. Like it's another word for chatting. Just shoot the shit. No, never heard of it. Oh my god. Maybe it's because I listen to American podcasts quite a lot, and they say it quite a bit. Sounds like something Americans would say. No, <laughs> Jesus. No, no I mean. They're just not our sense of humour. Vulgar. Like, if someone said to me, you should just quickly shoot the shit, I'd, <laughs> I'd be giving them some funny looks. <laughs> so, we'll start with the umbre- umbrella question. What is the paranormal? I believe the paranormal is something that can't be explained by science or reasoning. But then, say say right now, um, I don't know, uh, a city just disappeared. Uh, not this bit, like a city just randomly exploded and there, could, there was no way they could figure out why it happened or where it went. Would, is that paranormal? Or no, is that, because is that, that what... could be explained by weather or... Yeah, but let's say the scientists investigate things like, we cannot explain how this well, happened. Well, yeah, because it it can't be explained. Isn't that, what, what's the word for that? It's, isn't, isn't there a different phenomena? Yeah, I suppose so. It's more life after death, isn't no, it? No, yeah, it's more the afterlife. The unknown of being dead, basically. Yeah. So, what specifically do you think is a ghost? I think it's... I like to follow the Casper rule. So, the rule that you will, you're you a ghost passing through to heaven, but you cannot go to heaven or hell if you've got unfinished business. So, do you believe in heaven and hell? I do, but I don't believe it in like the traditional way. So, what's your interpretation? Unless you don't want to get religious into it. No, no. I, I think that you go to be where... Like, your heaven is your own personal thing so it's different for everybody it's everybody's idea of perfection so you'll see it from a slightly different perspective so going back to the shining yeah. which is out now is so you're saying heaven essentially just an illusion that to your own yeah. personal taste <clears throat> definitely 
I feel like, because nobody has the same idea of heaven. And, you know, some people might not want to eat bacon in heaven and think it's awful. And some people think that bacon's great. So it'd be your... Strange analogy. I know. I don't know where bacon came into You're not even that big a fan of bacon yourself. It's not like something that's always on your mind. So you've gone for like pizza or something, a bit more generic, not bacon specific. What's bacon ever done to you? I don't know, but it's the idea that I think it's everybody. Some, it's an individual's perception of perfection, and if you go to hell, it's your own perception of hell. So the worst thing imaginable, the like range. you live in your own hell. <laughs> the range on weekend shifts. Work. So. I believe, uh, see, I'm, I don't believe in ghosts personally, but I'm also not a skeptic. No, mm-hmm. it's a, yeah, skeptic. Yeah, skeptic like, no, is like, no, it's not happening. So I've never seen one, so I can't say I believe it. And I, I believe you can only, you can only believe what you see with your own eyes, truly. Yeah. So I don't believe in it, but if if something unexplainable was to happen, like a chair comes flying across the room right now, then I probably would would think, well, there's no, that that's not logical. That that was a ghost, yeah. but. For me, if if I had to say what what a ghost was, I'd, I'd I'd agree with you in the sense where I just think it's trapped, but I don't know where it's planning on going, um, because I don't believe in heaven or hell. Yeah. Um, so so do I, you think I don't happens? know. I I would like mm. I, I got told something when I was a little kid, and I don't I don't think it's true, but it's how well you um, behaved in your previous life determines what you are in in the afterlife. Oh, so so like, you could, reincarnation. Yeah. So. Um, if but then I've just thought of a thought now. Uh, like, how do you fucking behave well as an ant? Like, what the hell the colony? Because my logic is like, say if you're a, a really evil person uh, in this life, be a wasp. Yeah, then you'll be someone that's really looked down upon. Like, someone that's you know, like a bee or someone that just gets stamped on. Yeah. But then, like, like if you're a butterfly, how do you be a good butterfly? Pollinate. So any, that's not what I believe. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I tend to. I don't, God, this could get deep because I, I often think like, when you die, is that like where does your conscience go? Like because this is what I mean. Like because we're a physical form. Yeah, because we're we're our physical form now, but our physical form dies. But what happens to your like your thoughts in your head? Like where do they go? Do they just disappear? What happens to your brain? Does it like de- does it decay? I'm not sure. There were, there's been plenty of cases though that I've listened to on other podcasts where. Like a, a girl has been a like a child's died, and then a, a girl across the country or across the world, like when she gets the age, she can speak and she uh, has learned a bit. She can say, "I used to live in this family at this house on this road." Yeah, I've and heard of that. And describe exactly where it was before she died. Mm. And I think that I don't know that that just seems funny. Like that can't be coincidence. To be fair, I say that sort of thing quite a lot. I said, I normally when I get into work and I've had a bad day. I'm like, I must have been Ted Bundy reincarnate. Because it's the idea of I was a real shit in the previous life, so why the hell am I going through so much now? I'd say life, God, this is going to sound deep. Like, do you think you've behaved badly in your previous life? That's why you're now a human. Because human life, like compared to like a dog's life, it's not easy. Dogs just wake up, sleep, get, get fussed, and then eat, go to sleep again. Mm-hmm. Whereas humans, you've got this... Like, I'm not saying life's bad, but I'm saying it's definitely got its ups and downs. When I was... Just younger than a teenager, but not a teenager yet. Maybe like 11 or 12. I used to keep myself up at night thinking, like, being scared about waking up. And, like, if, if I died, would I come back to a family that loved me? Like, would, would I so be So at that age, you believed be... in reincarnation? Yeah, like, I, I was really scared about that. But I do feel like... I like to think that if you behave well on Earth and 
you do what you're supposed to do and you're a good person, there's got to be something better for you. See, I don't think it is. I'm, I'm with like the Ricky Gervais on this. Like, you're, you're alive and then you're dead. And once you're dead, you're gone. But I, I just wonder what happens to your conscience, like, because you can't, it's, we can't, uh, us as humans, because all we've known is being here, we can't fathom what it'd be like to not be here. Like, do, you, do you just like, is it like if you go into an operation, you have anaesthetic, but then you just don't wake up from it? Yeah, you don't God, think, that don't, because I recently had surgery, and that's, that's a fucking scary thought. You just don't wake up. Because you don't, I remember for one of my knee surgeries, one of my knee surgeries. Because you're not going to know. I'm only 22, by the way. Um, for one of my knee surgeries, I, I went under, and then I remember waking, I don't remember going under, but I remember waking up, because I, I went, um, I'm not asleep yet, I'm not asleep yet, as it was wheeling me out of theatre, uh, <laughs> and it was like, no, the surgery's done, the surgery's done, so you're right, you don't remember anything, you don't remember yeah. the time you go to sleep. So do you think that you just don't wake up? Maybe, but that's such a sad thought, because it seems like a waste. But we like, won't know it's I a sad know. thought, because we'd be dead. God, you is cheerful. I know. Right, we'll move back on to <laughs> we'll move back on to paranormal before one of us ends up bailing. Uh, <laughs> what specific? Right, so we've done. What do you believe as a ghost? Do you, I've said I believe in. I don't believe in ghosts. Do you believe in ghosts? Yes, hundred percent. What qualifies you to become a ghost? Like because do you do you believe that everyone goes to a ghost? Everyone becomes a ghost. I believe there's a point where <laughs> it sounds really stupid because all I can base on is perceptions from like films and things like that and things that i've seen but it's the idea that you've got something waiting for you but i think you can actively choose not to go into the light or the darkness right. like you can choose to stay where you are but some people don't have an option but to stay where they are because they have got business on earth that's not been what what would you say is one of like as an example of what's a business Why so to stay? i went to see and um, when i was at university we went to like a group psychic session. It was really off the cuff. It was just, it was one Sunday and my uh, manager, Elaine at the time, she was like, oh, should we just, should we just go? And I was like, yeah, that's great. We'll, we'll do that. It'll be a bit of fun. So we went into this session and we weren't asked to do anything. The woman who was the psychic was in another room. She didn't interact with anybody until it was her time to come out. And we all sat in a big circle in this little community hall and she picked who she wanted to and there was a girl and she wasn't much older than me i was i think 19 20 at the time and she must have been about 23 24 and the woman looked at her and she went there's somebody here for you and the girl sort of looked at her and she was like uh, his name's so and so i can't remember his name at the time we'll call him steve and like she, her eyes filled up with tears and everybody was just sort of looking at each other and like what, what the fuck yeah and she was like look um steve i don't know the circumstances but steve's here with me now he just wants you to drop the case and like the whole room went silent but she just let out this wail and oh my god it, it was heartbreaking and this woman continued she was like steve's here she was like and all he's saying is drop the case drop the case and then she went no he's saying something else she was like He's saying his hands were wet. And we didn't have a fucking clue what was going on. And we were just sort of looking around. But this girl was absolutely devastated. And she was sobbing her eyes out. And the woman said, she was like, I can see you're uncomfortable. She was like, and I'm really sorry. But I have to ask, does that mean anything? And the girl, I presume it was a mother there. Or 
uh, the boy, like the, Steve's father, mother, sorry, Steve's mother there. And the Steve's mother or her mother managed to get out and say um, he died three weeks ago on a farming accident. He touched, he touched electricals and he was killed. And all she kept, the psychic kept saying was, my hands were wet, my hands were wet, drop the case. Because it was his fault. So drop what case? Because they took, they took, not a murder investigation, it was, they blamed the farm for his death. Right. So for the electricals going awry, but... Fucking hell, I've been telling my family to keep the case, try and get the money out of it. But he just said, you need to drop the case, you won't win, my hands were wet. And I just thought that was insane. She was in hysterics. See, from what I've seen of mediums, I'm I'm gonna put it out there. From what I've seen, I think they're a lot of tots. Um, but whether or not there are a very very few selected people who genuinely have the ability, uh, I don't know. Like I said, I like it's not. I can only see it to believe it. But I've I've seen a lot. Um, there was a medium where I went, which we'll get into later. Um, and I've I watch um, some like haunted uh, adventure things. Like, yeah. Where, where, but it's not like televised ones. It's where if there's a like a group of people who have gone uh, to a place to a place where some yeah. So it's not like they're, they're there to entertain you. They've they've come to them for a visit for it. And I listened to a podcast about one after, and it like at the time they get really like if you're in one. I've never been in one myself, but they get really emotional. And people like the, I think the mediums play on your heartstrings and when they get a reaction out of you like they'll start with really generic questions that could apply to a lot of people and then if you give them an inch they'll take a mile and the way that it's quite psychological the way they word the stuff and and how they keep like a fast flowing rhythm going so when they get answers wrong they keep they keep persistently flowing so you don't really notice like if, yeah like if someone's saying to me like oh something happened to you to you, like say I'm missing someone in the family and someone someone in the family recently died because I was getting upset they'd be like oh your granddad and then if I was I might still cry like oh your grandma and going through them like yeah. quickly and fastly so you land on one and then you're like yeah yeah and then they the, the make it sound specific but still being very generic like oh she loved you very much and stuff and that gets you emotional if you're grieving yeah. but that can apply to most people yeah and I do agree and I do believe that there's a lot of frauds out there and a lot of scam artists that are preying on people's vulnerability and their grief but the way that she knew mm. she just said my hands are wet that's all he keeps saying my hands are wet and i just i feel that's very odd and there was so you think his business was to get them to drop the case yeah because they were you know if you take up a tribunal well not a tribunal case if you take up a court case yeah, obviously it costs money it's going to cost a lot of money and if you lose the court case it lands you in a lot of debt so maybe i mean this is just pure speculation but maybe he was just trying to save them the hassle because his hands were wet it's an interesting thought but it is, it was it really hit me. I mean, I was I was really hoping I'd get grandma when that happened, but I never I ne- she never picked on me, but sometimes when you hope too much, she said it it sort of limits the passage of who can come through. But I remember going so this was back in two thousand and fourteen when Mum had the brain hemorrhage. Is that yeah. right? She was in you I I I've sort of told you about this but not in full detail. I was walking through town centre, it was, mum had the brain hemorrhage around Christmas time and Wayne, our stepdad, he we, he didn't have a job, so he was offered this job but it was in the Shetlands in Scotland and so he had to leave and it left me, you and Eloise, yeah. uh, our little sister and we went in 
and I was doing the Christmas shopping because obviously mum couldn't do it because she was in hospital and she was having the shunt fitted that day and I was busy I'd like my arms were full of bags and I, I needed to get up to Hull because that's where she was and uh, a woman stopped me in town and she was a gypsy like there was a group of them and she went you you stop wait there and I was uh, you know I, I'm not I'm not silly but I do believe in a lot of stuff so like gypsy curses and things like that they do I do believe in them really? and I yeah and I didn't want to didn't want to be rude but I just said to her I was like look I've got no time I was like I'm really busy I'm really sorry and she was like no 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 it'll only take a minute she was like I promise she was like I'm not charging you anything she was like it'll only take a minute and she went you've got a family member in hospital and I and I just sort of looked at her and I was like yeah she was like your mum's in hospital she was like I see a big operation she was like something to do with the head and I said to her, I was like, yep, yeah, that's right. And I was, God, I was in floods of tears. I was an absolute mess at the time. And she went, there's an old woman. She was like, she's, uh, I think it's your mum's mum. She was like, I'm not 100% sure, but she's standing very close to her and she's watching over her today. And I said, and you know, I was, I was crying and stuff. And she gave me this small glass heart and she went, keep this with you she will be okay and I said to her I, was like, I haven't got any money to give you because we were really strapped for cash we didn't have a lot of money and um I, I said I, I can't pay you for it and she was like it's no charge honestly she was like but just keep that heart with you and I did and I've kept it through a lot and I, I, I do believe that that day she it really helped and I don't possibly know how she could have worked that out See, even then, it's a touching story, but I, I would still pass it off as uh, she's got lucky. Like, she might, she, that, like, it could very well be legit, but it could also be she's just struck luck. Like, you've got to look at it from, um, like, th this is why I'm not a skeptic, but if there's any chance for logical explanation, like, you could go, like, in, in your body language, you would have looked worried, rushed, disturbed, and she might have looked to you and thought, you look a bit upset, you've got a family member in hospital. And if if she struck if they if she if you'd have gone then said no and she's like oh one's unwell or something, it could have gone longer. It seems like the first question was quite out of the blue, but then oh it's your mum like that like there's a, there's only a certain percentage of chance that there's got to be one family member yeah, she's but... guessed right and a surgery uh like on a on a head there's only one reason you'd be worried in hospital and that's because something major's happening. And it, it could have been other things. And I know, I know I'm know, i being the devil's advocate here, but she but could have why? just looked lucky. But why? If I... she'd have said afterwards, yeah, it'll be a fiver for that heart, I get it. But just to say it out of the blue and give me that heart, like, there was no I don't know, maybe, maybe it was it. a moral thing behind it. Just maybe she did see your body language or, or maybe she does have the powers that, that uh, people believe they can have. But I, I look at it from the sense of, no, like, that, that to me isn't evidence. Okay. That to me is just uh, a hint of luck, but then it's nice that she didn't try and get money out of you for it. So that I can see where you're like, well, what what's the point behind it? Why she wasted time? She's gained nothing. Um, but maybe she just thought he was in a bad situation and thought I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. Maybe she thought she'll donate out of the kindness of her heart because I've I've reassured. I don't know, but that's not like that. That for you sounds like a. That, that must be a real yeah. thing for me. It was but just one, so out of the blue. But what, I wasn't there and it didn't happen to me, so I don't really... Yeah, I couldn't, it was just so I random. couldn't see her face and that. But to me, that's like that's not... Um, it's it's extremely strange, and it's it's but it's not out of the realms of possibility, which is when I'll be like, yeah, yeah that's that's got to be legit. Yeah, okay. So we've done what qualifies you to become a ghost, and you said there's unfinished business, blah, blah, blah which I agree with, Nan, I have explained it. 
Um, any paranormal experiences yourself? So many. Give me, give me I'll one. start with the one here, even though I don't like talking about it because it'll freak me out and I've got to stay here tonight. But I will talk about it. It was when Luna was a puppy. So you're saying Luna's name. <laughs> no, I didn't mind it then. It was because she was inside and I didn't want to come over. Oh, right. Yeah. Right, well, I get you. Let's carry on. Yeah. So when Luna was a puppy, we... Um, Dad and Yara were all were at work quite a lot. And I was at college and there were times I had free periods, time I didn't need to go in and things like that. So what I would do is I'd come over here and I'd, you know, make watch over Luna and make sure she was all right. So let myself in, let the dog roam around in the garden for it. She was only a really tiny little fluff ball back at that point. Um, but they used to have... We're sitting on two black recliner chairs now, but we used to have a three-piece suite. And well, it was a two-piece suite, actually. There was only two chairs. So there was a big sofa where we're sitting now, and there was a smaller sofa on the side where there's the black sofa now. And the layout of the place is uh, quite diff- quite the same. So the TV... I'm going to say... I'm going to set this out for the audience. So the TV is right in front of us now. We are sitting, I'm on the left side, Olive's on the right side. We're sitting at either side and to my left, there is a door. Now this door opens outwards and so you can't... It opens inwards towards the room where you sat. Yeah, it opens inwards towards the room you sat, but if you're coming in, it opens outwards. Yeah. So I was sitting there and if you're watching TV and the door's open, the door's closer to you. Bear that in mind. What? So if I'm sitting here now, if I open that door, the door would the door edge would be near me. It yeah. wouldn't be opening that way. Yeah. So the door was open. Right. And I was sitting, I was just watching a bit of television. And at the time, Luna wasn't allowed on the sofa. So she knew not to go up. She was about five, four or five months old at this point. So she, she knew her stuff. And she was in the kitchen doing whatever. And I was just sitting and watching TV. I remember because Jeremy Carl was on, actually. But I was sitting and watching TV... And Luna came flying in, jumped up to the right of me and started whimpering. And I sort of looked at the dog and then I looked like to see from the kitchen where she'd come from and I couldn't see anything. But there was a black mass, like there was a black foot just peeping out the side of the door. Okay, now. And I looked at it and I just kept... and Because it, it didn't look... It wasn't like shrouded in smoke. It wasn't ghostly. It looked like there was a person there. And in my panic, I said, is somebody there? Because I thought I'd left the door unlocked and somebody had got in the house and was sort of edging around. Now, where you can see where the door's open, you can see through the hinges if you open it up. Couldn't see anything, but there was this... it It was like a black shoe sticking out. And I just remember staring at it and... I said, I'm, I'm I'm ringing the police, so you need to go. And I'd, I'd sort of, I'd, I grabbed okay, the picture. Like, stood next to you, the last thing he's bothered about is you ringing the police. I know. Because at this point, it would be within uh, no more than 30 it's, centimetres It's giving me away. goosebumps, yeah, like, because I'm talking about it. And so I looked to my left, and it was still there, and I took a picture of it. And I was like, because it wasn't, I couldn't Where's hear anything. I'll have to show you it. Um, it. It'll be somewhere. I sent it to Lauren years and years ago, but it was on my messenger account. So I will find it. And I just, I remember just watching it and then it just suddenly wasn't there anymore. It didn't, it didn't disappear. It didn't like fade out. Nobody stepped back. It was just there. And then it, 
I, it wasn't. But I must have been staring at it for a good five or ten minutes. But I was paralysed with... I was scared. And my dad is very much like you, more so. He's, he's very much a sceptic. He don't believe in anything. But I spoke to Yara about it. And I was like, if you, and I, I thought it sounded silly. I didn't actually speak directly to Yara at first. I was speaking to my dad about it. He was laughing at me. And Yara just went, oh, the man in black. And I, I, I sort of looked at her and I was like, what do you mean? And she was like, I've seen him. She she said, uh, we've got a studio upstairs because Yara used to paint silk scarves. And she used to do all the craft work and things like that in there. And she was like, I, I used to be painting and doing things like that. And out the corner of my eye, I'd see him. Just like peeping round. She was like, he's never done me any harm. She was like, and you know, I I've never I've never said anything or anything like that. She was like, but I've seen him. And ever since then, it's it's set me on edge. See, that is a creepy story, but it's I suppose no story would ever convince me because if I haven't seen yeah. it, like I'm not calling you a liar, but I could I could also just say oh, cast someone someone cast a shadow, a strange shadow. And you'll have reasonings for it not to be that, but un- like unless I see it, I can't truly believe it. Like I, my ghost. This was a question for later, but I'll go into it now because it's essentially the only paranormal story I have. Um, me and me and my girlfriend went to Newsham Hospital. Yeah, for, uh, just to paint the picture, she let me decide what we did for our anniversary. Seeing as she books everything and um, picks everywhere we go, <laughs> to what me to what we were in. So I, I booked us a, a night in a. Um, I think it was Newsham Hall or Newsham Park. Hospital. Newsham, it was called New, Newsham Hospital, but it was a basically it was just. Was near Liverpool, wasn't it? It was in Liverpool. In yeah, Liverpool. it was this massive abandoned building that I think it was an. I might be wrong on this. I am fact checked, but I think it was an orphanage, then a mental asylum, and then a a, a hospital maybe after that, um, and it was just a ghost hunting event that that you could you could buy online and, and turn up to. So we we booked that. We turned up. I think we turned up about nine o'clock at night. It was from nine till about two or three o'clock in the morning. So we turned up and you did like your your stereotypical ghost hunt stuff, um, where you go into the rooms. You do a what's it called a séance. There was a Ouija board which we took part in. Did you take part? Yeah, in? yeah. Like I've never touched one. Th- th- there was one. They did it in the most haunted room in the house, and it was a legitimate Ouija board. Like I say, legitimate. Like you can get fake ones, but you know the. The ones that looked like Ouija boards because yeah. they were banned and they ended up making knockoff versions. It was a, it was a proper Ouija board, um, and nothing. And if someone was telling me this story to me, I'd be like, "Yeah, right, like you're exaggerating a bit." But I'm, I'm just not like Shark could back me up on this. But we was in a se- we was doing a seance in the room that would apparently used to be the orphanage, uh, like a big orphanage section, and we was also around holding hands, and they had this. Um, this machine that that could interpret that it sent out an electromagnetic pulse or something, and spirits could uh, came up with the words. Yeah, spirits could affect those that those fields, and it would interpret that into words on a screen. Yeah, and it came up with words like it, it kept coming out of random words that had no no context to them, but one of them was Lizzie, and then the one right after him was flowers. I remember this, and like this. The seance finished, and then as it finished, and this is where I normally be like, yes, you chat and shit, but someone threw up a few, because they're all holding their hands, a few, someone a few places down threw up, and then we went downstairs to chat to, like, every, every, like, you take it in turns doing different bits, and you meet yeah. in the middle every time, just to regroup and make sure everyone's okay, have a drink or whatever, 
So we'd all we all went down to meet, and then the, the person who threw up got escorted down. I think probably left. And we were speaking with the other groups because every group had like a, a member of staff that was taking them round. Yeah. And we were like, oh, this woman's just thrown up um, in this room, and she was like, like someone else has in my group as well. And I thought, fuck me, that's a bit strange. Like they're yeah. thrown up in the same room. I was like, that's it can be explained, but that's just strange. Um, then there was another part in it where we was all, well, we was in a psychic medium. Uh, is that what it's called? Medium? Yeah, medium. 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 Um, and we was all holding hands. And me and Shab, before we entered it, we said, right, we're both, she's the same as me. Doesn't not believe it, doesn't believe it. And we said, let's not try winding each other up and plant seeds in each other's heads. If nothing happens, nothing happens. We just leave it at that. That's it. Like, go us out real, so to speak. So I know there, were, there was nothing to do with her um, egging it on and, and trying to sell it to me. And we was all stood in this circle as a group. And it was, the, the, the psychic said to Shia, like, the kids are taking an interest with you. Um, like, do you work with kids? And she went, sometimes. And he said something about the field of work. Like, do you, do you work in a hospital, like a medical centre bit? And she was like, well, yes, yeah, kind of. Um, and he said, oh, this is where, this was like the children's hospital bit where... Kids used to come and get, um, I think it was something to do with brain, brains, which is obviously in Charles' yeah, department. department. Maybe not that in depth, but it was about that. And I went, I went that's strange because he doesn't know who you are. Um, and then we did the Ouija board, uh, and it was Charlotte and one other girl. And it started off with a few people on, but then you get bored after a while and take your finger up because you think someone's pulling this around. And it was Charlotte and one other girl. And I know for an absolute fact that Charlotte was not moving about because we promised each other that you are not. We're not going to tamper with this. Yeah. And I know it's not something Sha would want to do because Sha doesn't like attention being drawn to her. And she so liked, she she studied psychology as well and she yeah. learned quite a lot so about it, the power of suggestion and things like that. It was Sha and this other girl who was, I think was also with a boyfriend around the, a similar age. So we, and it, and it was still moving ever so gently and I did inspect the fingers and it didn't look like any of the fingers were moving. Like what was like, you know, like when you press down on something, your finger will yeah. shake. And it wasn't doing that and I thought, like, I know it's not sharp, and I'm convinced that this girl isn't doing it, and something is moving that glass. Could be a magnet under the tail, it could be remote controlled, who knows? But something was moving that glass, and the, the thing that reassures me is the fact uh, like, we went round with the rest of the night and did the electromagnetic field things that you get, and bit little bits and bobs happened, but nothing that convinced me. And that's what made me think that these people are trying to bullshit us because if they want us. If they wanted to have a, an amazing name and all this shit happen, to, to make something happen, to, so that we'd go home and tell everyone about how good it was and people but oh, I want to go see yeah. it. But the one that was honest, I said, if nothing happens, nothing happens. That's just it. We can't we can't force anything to happen and we're not going to try and lie to you and, and make, make it seem like uh, something is happening if it isn't. So I remember texting you the next day because I remember me and Shara at Liverpool Museum we was walking around and you messaged me asking what the ghost hunt was like. So I got into it. I was like, yeah, yeah, it was good. Nothing really happened. Uh, explained it. You mentioned Lizzie. I mentioned flowers. Lizzie and I mentioned flowers. I mentioned these words that came up on the screen. Some that seemed to have a bit of context, like Lizzie and flowers, is sounded like it was related. And then a few other words which eventually meant nothing. So I'm, so you messaged me and said what happened, and I told you then what happened. And you sent me a screenshot of Google, and all you did was Google the name Lizzie Flowers, flowers Newsham, and it was a and there was an article about a woman from like what was it the seventeen eighteen hundreds. Who used to stand outside the hospital and give flowers to sick patients or or people visiting to give to the to give to the patient that they were going to visit in, and that I remember that sending chills up my spine because 
and I messaged the group that ran the the horror night and told them and said, Jesus Christ, like we that's amazing, like yeah. thanks for telling us. So they didn't know about it. You obviously didn't know about it. You only no. just googled it out of pure interest for yourself. So they haven't tried to sell me that shit. I could have left then and never. If you'd have never texted me, that would have never ever been brought up, and I'd never put yeah. them two things together. So the fact that they didn't have it to do with it, and we kind of discovered it ourselves, me, you, and Shah, essentially, it makes me think. Well, those words came up on the iPad, and there were a lot of fucking words in the, in the English dictionary mm. that could have popped up, and those two consecutively, one after another. That's the closest thing I've ever got to, to and I didn't see a ghost. I didn't feel a ghost. Shah said she felt a cold breeze at one point. Uh, particularly colder than other points, but that can just be put down to maybe that part of the building's colder or there was a draft, anything. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's not, not really a ghost experience, but that's just something to me. That Lizzie and Flowers thing is something in my head that I can't logically work out how yeah. that happened without them. If they'd have been like, yeah, we've, we've had this case before, someone's mentioned it before, then, all right, you, you told them words to come up. Yeah. But, I mean, this isn't something I've seen, but this is this probably remains... My fright, my, my most frightening paranormal story that I've got, and we were uh, so I'm not, I'm not making out I'm psychic. I'm not making out I've got a sixth sense, but I pick up on vibes, and I know when something doesn't sit right with me, and it can be for no reason whatsoever. But if something doesn't sit well with me, I don't like it. Do you believe in energy? As in the energy of a place. You can feel the energy. In yeah, the I feel like I can feel the energy of the place, and the the certain place. You know, I worked at a play area for years. And there was a certain place in the play area I didn't like going. And so I never went there. Toilets? Yeah. Cleaning them? Oh, being, no, being it was, serious? No, it was the boys' toilets. And I never I never cleaned them. God, um, that's quite dodgy in a bloody children's play area. What? Just like, like yeah. say, if you're getting a bad energy in there, that's quite... Uh, it was only that place. It was only the boys' toilets. Disabled, I was happy cleaning. Girls cleaning. I did that fine. But I had to get somebody else to do the boys' toilets because I could never do it. But anyway, this happened in Leeds in my final year at uni. Me and my friend had... So we'd gone from living in halls to living in a four to living in a two in the final year. And just as like a quick scan of the house. So it was a house, but it was split up into two flats. So there was a downstairs flat and an upstairs flat. Now the girls from upstairs had moved downstairs and we'd move upstairs. So we we didn't get to know them very well, but they were student nurses. And so we figured that... Maybe there'd been noise complaints about them going up and down stairs at weird hours and they decided to move down instead. We never, It never really came up in conversation. And as soon as I set foot in that house, I loved it. I felt really unsafe in my first uni house. It was just not in a nice area. It was very secluded. It was on a very busy street, but it was just, it was not a nice Did you place. Did one of them hills? That was a bastard to drive through. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. So there was this... We were in this house and it was fantastic. I got the bigger bedroom the first time round from picking a name out of a hat. So I said to my friend, I was like, right, you pick it this time. You you can have the bigger room and I'll have the smaller one. So for setting out purposes, you went upstairs, you unlocked the door to the flat. Immediately on your left was the bathroom. Right in front of you was the kitchen. The one next to the kitchen was my room. And then if you looked right there were another set of stairs that led up to like a bigger bedroom and it was just that one bedroom. So that was it. That was, that was the flat. And me, so I worked at a play area back in Scunthorpe, but I also worked at a play area back in Leeds. So my friend, I'm I'm just going to say a name. She won't mind. My friend Catnip, Catherine Catnip, she, she had a bad feeling about the place. 
she she used to say because if you go if you go up the steps to her room there was like a banister with like the banister rails and she used to say i woke up and i saw somebody clutching at the rails looking at me and i was like i didn't believe it because i as i say i pick up things really well and i felt nothing in this house i just want to specify there was nothing wrong with it but Catherine didn't like it so she she worked at a pub and i worked at a play area and that meant we were often like ships passing in the night because she would go and work at the pub from like five till god knows what hour and i would work in the play area from about eight in the morning till about five at night so we never very we very rarely saw each other especially on weekends now a couple of days before the event that took place took place Catherine was she was down with a cold she really wasn't feeling very well i used to hear her sneezing and coughing and I'd, I'd popped my head through the, that morning and I was like, are you going to work tonight? And she was like, uh, I'm going to try. I'm going to get a lens sip and then I'll see what I can do. I was like, right, okay. So did my shift, got back at God knows what hour, what, about six o'clock, half six. And uh, I shouted catnip because I was like, I, I wanted to know if she was in. And she wasn't. It was silent through the house and I shouted it a couple of times. She wasn't there. So I was like, right, okay. So first thing I did was go for a shower open the door to come out the shower after a bin and I heard a cough and I was like oh and so I thought she was upstairs so I ran up to her room and I was like oh Catherine and she wasn't there but there was a very very thin in that house like they were so thin you could hear you could hear somebody fart from downstairs that it was so thin and we also lived on a very busy street we lived literally right across from Carnegie Stadium so it, it was fairly busy i feel like that's what it's called is it carnegie am i lying that's not carnegie is it what leads, leads, fo- leads football no ground. it's not leeds football ground no, is that what you're on about the football no ground? it's more the cricket ground slash lords no it's in leeds it's in headingley i can't believe i forgot is it, it famous is it... yeah it's quite a well-known ground anyway it we lived literally across the road from that so it was always really busy we had drug dealers next door it was you know there were people passing by and as i say nurses coming in and out all the time so I just figured it was one of those that had coughed. And I didn't really let it play on my mind. And so I went into my room, bearing in mind my room is next to the kitchen and then you've got the stairs coming up to Catherine's room. Everything was well, all was fine. And I'd been watching my iPad and I was absolutely shattered. So I had my little desk light on and I just turned it off. And I was just starting to get to sleep when I heard a rattling. And I was listening to it. And I was like, it sounded like somebody was rattling through the cutlery. And I turned my light on again and it stopped. And I was sitting there, the first, you know, I didn't automatically think, oh my God, a ghost. Yeah. I was like, oh shit, something's wrong with the electrics, I'm going to have to ring the landlord. Because I figured it was something to do with that. So I turned the light off again after a minute, it started again. Now I rang my mum at this point, and I wish she was incensed because she could verify this. But I rang her and I was like, I had the light on again and I was like, mum, I think there's somebody in the house. I was like, I can hear somebody rattling something and she went charlotte the walls are so thin she was like it'll probably be downstairs making tea bearing in mind at this point it's 11 o'clock but they were student nurses so they might have come off shift and so i said well it's it's not happening when i turn the light on but then it's happening when it comes off and she was like you sure your electrics aren't dodgy and i was like well no because i'm not an electrician so she went well keep your light on then and then there shouldn't be a problem and i went but i can't sleep with the light on she was like right i'll talk to you for a bit with the light off and then if it happens then i can hear it and i was like right okay so i was laid with her well not laid with her i was laid with talking to her and i turned the light off within about two minutes it started again and i was like mum can you hear it and she she said yeah i can hear it she was like um did you lock the door 
And I was like, yep, I definitely locked the door 100%. She was like, your windows are shut. I was like, mum, A, we're in the top floor. And B, yeah, the windows are all shut. It was bloody winter, it was freezing. And she went, that doesn't sound right. And I was like, no, it doesn't sound right, does it, at all? And so I said to her, she was like, where's Ka- where's Catherine? I was like, well, she's at work, I'm presuming. She's at the pub. And she was like, right, just ask her to come home as soon as possible, you know, straight there, straight back. So I rang Catherine, kept my light on now, and uh, she was like, she luckily she was on a, a break, so she rang me uh, straight back afterwards, and she was like, what's the matter? And I said, I was like, you know, there's rattling, I'm a little bit unnerved, would you mind if you, you came home, like, straight away? Because she usually... Because she worked in Horsforth, which is not far from Headingley, but it's a good taxi journey or a train journey. And then her boyfriend lived around Horsforth area at the time, so she used to just stay with him and then get a bus in the morning. And she was like, oh, no, I'm staying at such and such tonight. And I was like, I'd really like it if you came home. I'm really worried. And she was like, Charlotte, I can't afford a taxi, quite simply. I haven't got the money for a taxi. And... I explained what had happened and she was like well I can't hear anything now I was like yeah but that's because my light's on she was like then just sleep with the light on and at this point I was so scared I was like A I'm not going to sleep well tonight and B you know I'll, I'll keep the light on definitely so I kept the light on and it was silent like it was like nothing had happened it was absolutely silent and I was laid there and just as I was settling back to sleep just thinking oh yeah it's the electrics it's this it's this it was like something had been thrown into the wall between me and the kitchen like it was that loud and I jumped out my skin and I rang mum crying and she was in the middle of a fibromyalgia like flare up. So she was saying, she was like, no, I'm going to get Wayne to come and get you. I'm I'm thinking and I was like, no, don't do that because then I felt bad and I was like, it's probably nothing. And she went, just lock your door because my bedroom had a locked door. She was like, just make sure it's locked. She was like, and you know, you're okay. I was like, there's definitely nobody in the house mum. I was, I was like, I'm certain there is nobody in the house. She was like, right, okay, so just leave it as is. And so I didn't sleep very well that night. And uh, I spent most of my time talking to my friends via Skype on Messenger. And the next morning, I sort of got the courage to unlock the door. And I was on the phone with mum. No, I wasn't. I couldn't get hold of mum. And I went into the kitchen. And the cutlery drawer, like we had a cup full of cutlery, it was on the floor. Now, it could have tipped over magically. But it doesn't explain the constant rooting around. And so it was, it was, it was scattered all over the floor and the hoover that we kept at the side of the couch was banged flat in the middle of the floor. And I don't have an explanation for that. Like, I don't know what happened. And so I ran Catherine in floods of tears and I was like, somebody's been in the house. It's once again, it wasn't, there's a ghost. It was, there's been somebody in this house and I've been in there with them. And she was like, Charlotte, you need to go check upstairs in my room. And I, and I just said to her, I, was like, I really can't. I was like, I cannot do it. And she was like, you need to go check because her dad had passed away a year before and she had quite a few important things of him. And she had a MacBook and things like that. It was ex- it was expensive stuff. And so I was like, right, okay. Now, Catherine was notorious for being neat. And bearing in mind, I'd gone up the stairs to check she wasn't in after I'd heard a cough from upstairs. And everything had been made. Everything was in its place. It was fine. The sheets were mussed up. They weren't on the floor or anything, but they were. it was like somebody had slept in them. So the sheets were all over the side. Pillows had been chucked to the floor. Fairy lights were dangling. And I said to her, I was like, so if you go up her stairs, the wardrobe was like flat bang in front of you. And she had a horse calendar up at the side. She was like obsessed with horses. And I remember seeing it as I went past. And so I I sort of like picked a few things up from the floor and she asked me to check a few things if they were still there. Because at this point, I thought we'd been robbed. And so I, I was checking everything and making sure everything was all right. And I just said to her, right, I'm heading to uni. I was like, 
I'm 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 gonna see what I can do. I was gonna go straight to welfare at university. And so I went to go down the stairs and as I went to take that one step, the horse calendar was balanced on the edge of the floor. And it was it calendars are quite heavy, so I'd have heard if it had dropped. I'd have heard it fall out and fall to the floor. It was like something had lifted it and placed it down. And horse, and not horse calendars specifically, but calendars are made of quite slippery, glossy paper. And if I'd have fallen down those stairs, I could have really hurt myself. Mm. Now, I'm not saying anything repeated. So are you, uh, are you saying that you think a ghost set you up to kill you? I don't think, you? no, I don't think it set me up to kill me. Do you think it set up to hurt but you? So you think a ghost attempted to I don't to understand... You? It, you know what? Thinking from a skeptic point, obviously you've not. It didn't happen to you, but you know that that horse calendar could have just fallen off the wall. Coincidentally, I could have creeped a floorboard and it set it off. And I'm, I'm I'm not saying that something hurt me, but it was enough. I'm to just scare playing devil's me. advocate because I'm I'm looking at it from yeah from a, a non-believer of so I'm like it it frightened well, me. Yeah, but yeah, up to that but point, I'm thinking of someone in the audience who's like, "What well, ghost out real?" and being like, "Come on." Yeah, but up to that point, I didn't think it was a ghost. I thought we'd been robbed. Mm. I thought somebody had been in the house, and more to the point, especially when I saw that the bed looked like it had been slept in, I, I thought somebody had done something in the house, and so I was shitting myself. But I, Oliver, I swear to God, I distinctly remember that horse calendar being up on my side of that wardrobe door and for me to turn around and like i stopped mid-air and i'll never forget it and i just looked down and the calendar was at the top of the stairs like literally just hanging and it, it frightened me now i'm not saying anything else happened because it didn't after that one isolated incident there was nothing else but we ended up borrowing because the hoover broke because of what happened because it, it i feel that that was what was flung into the wall because there was there was crack on the wall. We got we didn't get a deposit back from that. There was a crack on the wall. The the Hoover that was on the side was in the middle of the floor. Unless this fucking nice little homeless person decided to Hoover up and then sleep in a bed, but it was on the floor and I I was so scared and I I didn't like I didn't like being in there by myself after that. It set me on edge. But I'd never had a bad feeling about it to begin with. But we ended up borrowing the Hoover from the girls downstairs. And we got onto the conversation of, because they were second year, and I was like, oh, where are you moving for your third year? And they were like, oh, we're, we're going to stay down here. We didn't mind this one. And I just said, why? What was up with upstairs? And they just said, just had a really bad feeling. And she, they were like, a few things happened. Glasses broken when they weren't, when they were up at the top. She was like, you know, uni flats are like notoriously unsafe anyway. So it could have been anything. They were like, but it just really unsettled us. So we, we wanted to move downstairs. And I was like, have you heard anything from downstairs? And they were like, no. Because up to that point, I thought the noises were either the student nurses moving around. Because, as I say, the walls were paper thin. But it really unsettled me. And then, I, <laughs> stupidly, maybe shouldn't have done, I put it on Twitter. And I just said, I had a really scary experience last night. And I've woken up. And I explained briefly what things were. But I, I made a list of things that had happened. And one of them was the cutlery. And a paranormal research team got back to me via Twitter and they said, ghosts like to count things. Like, they, they enjoy counting through See, things. See, stuff like that, this is what makes me think it's a load of bullshit because, not your story, like people like that, how the fuck do they know? Exactly. Like, this what, is what... what evidence does no... This is, why, this is why a ghost is something that we lust after because nobody has a fucking clue. No, if, they don't. If ghosts are even real. So when people like that say stuff like that, I think, 
judging by what? Judging by someone else's story. Yeah. And I'm not saying everyone's a liar, because there's people who are, who you know who are so sceptic, and then something will change their mind. So for them to be changed, but I'm like, it's people like that who, who bug me, and they, 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 try and, they, they try and make it something more than what it is. They try and shove it down your throat, like, the real, the real. If, if everyone, I mean, if it, if it wasn't for them type of people, a lot more people would be um, open-minded to the fact that when people like, Oh, ghosts like to count. Ghosts like to do this. It's like, yeah, you don't. Like, how do you know that? Yeah, but I um the so as I say, up until the point of the horse calendar, I'd not, I'd not sort of like gone for ghosts. I thought it was either somebody had been in the house, or it was the student nurses downstairs. It was enough to make me burn sage in the house, though. Yeah, I I, I remember going to the shop, and I remember saying to the the shopkeeper there in the middle of Henley, and I was like. Does it matter if it's dried sage or live sage? And they were like, for what? And I was like, to get rid of bad energy. And the guy actually just went, it's like dry sage works better because it burns quicker. And I went, th- I went round every single window and door saying, I appreciate that you're here, but this is not your home. See, that for me sounds fucking insane. To I know. Me. Like, if I, I, know. I, if I saw something that, I think you crazy cunt. Like, no, I know, you. but that's how I, I think. I was so scared, I didn't know what to do. And I was really worried about it. Like, it really frightened me. But, you know, and I'm not saying that Sage works because I don't know. And we don't know. But I was willing to give it a try. That, I think that stuff like that's a placebo effect, though. If it, if it if it makes you feel better, then good. Like, it's, like it is working, but at the same time, it's a load of shit. I'm not saying that particular is a load of shit. So if I if I gave someone a, a white tablet that was that did nothing but told them that it's, it's the best headache relief in tablet going them in their head it's a placebo effect they think that they're taking something that's helping them and even though it might not be medically like clinically but it might in the head it might make them feel better because they think they're taking something that makes them feel better it's like most things like like i think I, like there are some tablets that are placebos like there have been tests on it where they've, they've given people um what did why have i got the word placebo in my head i don't know that's what it's called i know it is effect. but there's something gazebo the gazebos on it that we watched yesterday—they're oh, yeah. <laughs> all gazebos. See, I, I think that stuff like that—it's—it's if it makes you feel better, then that's fine. It's working because it's working psychologically, not necessarily physically blocking spirits away. True, but I would, by the same count, I could understand if I'd have had a bad feeling about the place and how that might have played up in mind. But there was nothing. There was absolutely like I. And as I say, right up until the fucking horse calendar on the floor, I thought somebody had been in the house. I know, but I'm not, I'm not trying to debunk your story because I, could, I, like, I believe what you're saying. But then what did But this... it doesn't make me believe in ghosts. I still no. think there's an explanation for all of it. Like, even though in your... Like, I think once you got your, your... Once your mind's made up on it was a ghost, no one's going to convince you different because nobody else was there. But because I wasn't there and because I didn't see it and because I didn't, like, I didn't see the orange, like, I know you've explained the layout and stuff, but, like, you can't map a mouse, map a house out in your head. So, to me, it's kind of like something weird happened to you, but there's nothing there to me that inclines that it was a paranormal event. That what you're saying is, and I believe what you're saying, but no, that 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 was really wrong. Not that it was a paranormal event, but like it's different. Like even if you came up to me and said, "Oh, a ghost has just popped out in front of me and sat me across the face and pulled my hair out and half your hair's missing," I still haven't seen it. So you can only believe what you see with your own eyes, which is why ghosts maybe haven't been proved. Because would you want to experience it? 
No. This is one of the questions. We're going to do a part two on this because it's getting up to an hour now. That's alright. Um, just carry on. Things no, because there's still a lot left to talk about. Oh, okay. Like The stories took over way loads. So we, I'll, I'll have a revite of my questions and we might revisit it again at some time. But there was only other questions like this. Um, did you say, would I want to experience it? Fuck yeah. I'd want to... I'd want to experience it, and I don't. I wouldn't even try convince people that I'd seen a ghost because it's own. I only. I don't. I don't care for what the human race knows. I just want to. Know, I want to know that I know what it is. So if it's like the old question, like the old would you rather question, like oh, would you rather everyone think you've done like slept with your the, your favorite celebrity, or not do it, but everyone thinks you have. Like I'd rather know something as big as the paranormal. Imagine knowing in your head that it were real because, well, you probably do. You think you have seen one. But, I I saw I, mean, I, I saw but, what I saw. But night and day, I mean, like, say if one just popped out that wall and started speaking to you, like that Don't is. Don't start saying shit like that. I've got well, I'm just saying, for example, I'd want to know. And that I, picture creeps me out. Yeah, I've I been am. thinking that like, this whole fucking podcast. Yeah. Yeah, that portrait that someone drew of you. It was in Paris. I remember it getting taken, but the eyes follow you around the room. Yeah, I'm thinking the fucking same. And all blacked out. <laughs> Will you stop looking at it? Because it's really creepy. She's me looking out. at you now. Stop it! Stop it right I, now! All the dogs are gonna cry. Stop. Well, imagine if it just fell forward onto the chessboard. I'd be oh, out. I, I am going out. I'm moving off this <laughs> I'm podcast. I'm like, please stay over. So yeah, I. I what would you talking about? I don't know. I can't stop thinking about it now. It's making my toes. Oh yeah, would would I see a ghost? Yeah, I definitely would want to. Uh, whether you'd live to regret that because, but I don't. I don't think if if they are in existence, I don't think that there might be some grumpy one, but I don't think they're out there to harm people or kill anyone like films portray. I think yeah, no, definitely. I, I feel like they they're just lost souls that either haven't quite found where they need to be yet, or they can't get there until they've done something. Stop looking at it. Fucking hell, don't keep talking about it because I didn't even realise I was looking at it. It's like I'm drawn to it. All of the stuff around That's right actually now. fucking unsettling. Stop it, please. I'm really going to cry. Stop, I stop. I, I genuinely don't like looking at it. Well, stop it. Not because it's bad, but just because now you, now you said its eyes follows you, then it's. I feel like it's looking at me. <laughs> stop. I'm going to cry. Do stop think, it. Should I turn it around? No, because you'll end up breaking the chessboard. No, and then if I go up in the morning and it's facing the right way, I'll die. <laughs> Oh God! Stop speaking about it. Fucking hell! <laughs> right, we'll right. leave. We'll leave it there, and we'll we, we might revisit this in the future because it. I is, might not be here to revisit in the future. It, it, uh, <laughs> it's so. Uh, stop looking at me! It's so. Uh, it's such, oh my God! It's such a wide range of uh, topics to talk about. You could go on about them for hours, but I think we covered a fair amount today. So, it's holy the shit! The, the dog just banged on the fucking door. Get me out of this house. Oliver, please, can you stay tonight? No, I'm, I'm not staying like, tonight. Oliver, please. No, I'm not staying please. tonight. I'm off home and off on my Xbox. No, Xbox. Oliver, don't. No, I'm not. I'm leaving. That. Stop talking about it. I was going to say, it's, no, look at it. It's not, it's literally just a drawing. Yeah, it was, it, it was done in Paris. Like, yeah, it was done exactly. in the street in Paris. So, I hope you've enjoyed. <laughs> I'm shitting myself now. I know, I'm not going to stay here tonight. <laughs> You've got to. Can you imagine if I'm right, come on, Luna, we're off to go visit Uncle Wayne. <laughs> go stay the night home. Oh, no, there's nothing, there's nothing in this, yeah. So, this is what right. I mean by the placebo effect, because we've been talking... It'll be the dog itching. Holy fucking shit. Now that I hope you can hear that on the fucking episode. Where are we? I think you can. 57. If you can hear that, that is gold. Right. I hope you've enjoyed. I don't want to go. the next one you've listened to is It's Monday. That's the the next podcast coming out.
I hope you've enjoyed the potentially the last episode of Creeping <laughs> It in the Family. First and last of the paranormal stories. Yeah, Bags are not opening the door. I'll open the door. I, open I'll, I'll open door. both and fucking run straight out. <laughs> right. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed. <laughs> Tune in Monday to listen to our it, it, it review. Right. Bye. Right, thanks for listening.